5.3%. That's how much consumer spending increased in January, according to a new Commerce Department report published this week. The numbers are remarkable and beg the question, are consumers throwing caution to the wind and engaging in revenge spending? In this edition of the Commerce Code Podcast, consumer spending makes a comeback. I'm Silvio Tavares here in San Francisco on February 19th. This is Commerce Code, brought to you by DCA, the Digital Commerce Alliance. It's great to be with you. During most of the pandemic, retailers all over the world have had a really tough time. But all that seemed to change this week when the U.S. Commerce Department reported a 5.3% seasonally adjusted growth in consumer spending. Most forecasters had expected a much more modest increase of only 1.2%. So the big result came as a big surprise. The increase in spending bodes well, not just for retailers, but also for the economy overall. That's because in big countries like the U.S. and most of Europe, consumer spending accounts for the majority of the economy, most of GDP. Part of the growth can be attributed to a significant stimulus in the form of payments to consumers from the U.S. government. But another portion of the growth comes from pent-up demand. Consumers are finally loosening their belts a bit to catch up on suppressed purchases. You've heard the term revenge spending. But there's another part of the story, and that's the part about growth that stems from merchants being remarkably nimble at adapting to the new realities of a world where they have to sell and deliver goods and services online instead of in person. Today on the show, we go to London to speak with one of the oldest and most well-known luxury retailers, Harvey Nichols. Harvey Nichols was founded in 1831. Its flagship store is in Knightsbridge, London, and its brand has long been synonymous with achievable luxury. But as we'll hear in our interview, the company has pivoted extremely well to using new technologies like card-linked offers and virtual assistants to sell more online. Carolina Paradis is Senior Global Affiliates and CLO Manager at Harvey Nichols. And we speak with her today about the bounce back in consumer spending and the digital tactics old retailers are using to create new spending in 2021 and beyond. Hi, Carolina. Good morning. Hi, Sylvia. Good morning to you. It is great to have you back on the show today. And you're just outside of London today. Is that right? Yeah, that is right. Rainy London for sure. Right, right. I remember those rainy London days <laughs> from being based there a number of years ago. But one of the things that would always give me a little bit of joy, a little bit of happiness is walking into the Harvey Nichols with your amazing food selection and clothes selection. It would be a great place to hang out. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about the Harvey Nichols brand, because most people in the UK and many Americans and people based in Asia may know the Harvey Nichols brand, but others may not. Can you tell us a little bit about Harvey Nichols as a retailer? 
Yeah, absolutely. So we are a luxury department store. We are based in London. Well, our flagship is in Knightsbridge, but we have 11 other stores across the UK. And then we have some franchises across the world, like the Middle East and Asia. So we're all about luxury. We sell products from ready-to-wear and accessories and shoes to beauty, skincare, and we have our own line of food and wine as well. Now, one area where mobile wallets have really become dominant is is China. And as you know, China was the first country to be hit hard by the pandemic, but they were also the first to really emerge from it. It was the only major economy that actually grew in 2020. Interestingly, as China emerged from the pandemic, they saw a big increase in luxury spending, and it was basically pent-up demand. People called it revenge spending. Do you see any evidence that this is going to happen in Europe and North America for luxury retailers later this year? as all of these vaccinations start taking hold and people feel more comfortable going in-person shopping and the economy bounces back. Do you think that we're going to have a revenge spending on luxury Mm -hmm. retail in Europe and North America this year? Well, I have absolutely hope so. But I think we will see an increase in terms of what people are buying and therefore as a whole, the demand will increase. So, for example, we have seen in the past year that people are buying a lot of skincare, at home tools, loungewear, etc. Whether, you know, the, the core of luxury is dresses, gowns, going out, which we haven't seen for a long time, especially for ready to wear. So I think there's definitely going to be a lot of that. I think customers will get excited to, you know, have somewhere to go and, you know, be able to dress for it and buy that new great outfit. So I'm hopeful and I think we're definitely going to see some of that. I am a big fan of Harvey Nichols. And one of the things that people may not realize is how many of your food offerings are actually available online. I live here in the San Francisco Bay Area, and my wife and I are a big fan of teas. And some of our teas we only can get from your e-commerce site, and we order it. And it's basically on our front door within 48 hours, which is a pretty amazing experience halfway around the world. Could you tell me a little bit more about your virtual concierge experience? Like, How does that actually work if you're an online consumer? Because I have I haven't used it and I'd be interested to hear how it actually works. It's an area that you see is growing going forward. So we have a system of which you basically book your appointment and tell us a bit more about yourself, what you're after, whether it's clothes, like you were saying, food of mine, anything that you're after, basically. Then your personal shopping consultant will talk you through a curated edit of looks, for example, chosen for you based on your feedback or a curated edit of different products that you might have requested. And this will be via video call. And then after you see the curated selection of products, we then pick it all up and zip it and send that to your home. It's pretty straightforward. We have them available in all our flagships. So depending on your location, your nearest store can do the appointment for you. Wow, that's a very high touch experience. And I think the thing that's so fascinating about that is when we think of moving from in-person to e-commerce, a lot of the times we think about a much more automated experience online. But here's Mm -hmm. a situation where you're actually creating a much more curated experience than probably would have even been possible in person in your store, which is pretty amazing. So thank you for sharing that. For retailers, last year, 2020, was a really tough year. For some upscale retailers, though, like Harvey Nichols, you guys were able to make the pivot to omni-channel. You guys figured out how to sell from your stores and you guys know how to do that really well, but you also added the e-commerce channel. What were some of the technologies that you used to make this pivot to, to omni-channel commerce in, in 2020? And that's obviously continued into 2021. 
we always have had the e-commerce side of things, but I think like any retailer, we really had to ramp it up last year. So we've introduced some new things to kind of make sure that we still engage with the customer, providing them the best journey possible. One of the first things that we did was launch our virtual concierge. We also started doing food menus and kind of three course meals from our food halls that you could have at home. So for example, we did a Valentine's Day meal that could be delivered right to your door. We've also started things like online events via Zoom, Teams, and also Instagram Live. And then some of the other e-commerce and online incentives that we've done through Cardlinking specifically is we've connected with that customer that used to shop with us in store and making sure we set them with an incentive to continue shopping, but this time online. We've developed different technologies and different initiatives in different sides of the business, just adapting to the online world and making sure we were still delivering that luxurious top-class service. Really interesting. And you really talked about multiple weapons in your digital arsenal to engage Mm. your consumers that are going to be and have been interacting with you differently, as you mentioned, online. You mentioned one key weapon, which is card-linked offers. Now, you guys are an upscale department store, as you mentioned, so you have to really target more of the affluent consumer. Can you tell me about how you used card-linked offers in 2020 and how you will use card-linked offers in 2021 to target those affluent consumers? So we've utilized the data that all our financial partners have to really connect with those customers that are interested in luxury and are constantly investing in in their luxury pieces throughout the year. So we've used it as an acquisition tool to really making sure, like I was saying, we're engaging with these customers and providing them with the right offer at the right time and that little incentive for them to purchase with us. We've also dipped in in utilizing Carlict offers as an entry technology to new markets. So new markets overseas other parts of the world, so new countries that we wouldn't have operated before or where it's smaller for us in the past, we've kind of utilised them there to make sure that we enter in the market, but at the same time, we are targeting the right customers. We are also utilising this technology to connect with our customers that we're used to shopping with us in-store, but now can shop online as well. So really, we're tapping into different things um, via our card-linked offers, which has seemed to be really successful. So we will continue that on to 2021. However, we will also focus this year in the retention of these customers and really focus on that existing and relapsed customer. So again, utilising the technology and the data to make sure we're also giving back to our existing customers that have remained loyal to us and you know, making sure that, that we're still engaging with them throughout this year when we are able to open our stores and through online as well. Now, one of the changes that we also saw in 2020, and it's continued in 2021, is that many consumers are fleeing cash and fleeing MagStripe credit cards. Everybody wants to be contactless or use mobile wallets because, of Mm -hmm. course, they perceive cash and contact credit cards as being dirty, right? They could potentially spread the COVID virus. Mm -hmm. Is that trend hurting or helping Harvey Nichols that move away from cash and credit cards to mobile wallets and contactless? cards. To be honest, I don't think we have seen a decline or any sort of effects from this. However, our payment methods are really up to date. So I would say in the UK, we have, for example, Apple Pay and the likes. And then on international as well, I think we have a wide range of payment methods. So I would say we haven't been affected by it, but I do think it's because we do have a wide range of, of different payment methods. 
Really interesting. So basically, consumers can pivot and the payment form doesn't really impact their buying decisions because you have so many and you can basically choose whatever you want. And as you look out at the balance of the year, everybody talks about this really cliched term, which is, you know, the new normal. Some things are going to really change. It's pretty clear. But how do you think about the new normal and how Harvey Nichols is going to use technology in the shopping experience? Maybe things that you didn't do pre-pandemic that you Mm. think are going to be basically permanent in terms of what you offer to consumers going forward. What are some of those technologies? The main things that we have done that it will probably stay in the business is the virtual shopping side of things. So this gives us an opportunity to connect with the customer on a different level, you know, within their own home and their own comfort and the clothes can come to them. This also lets us connect with our international customer that might not have a store nearby. And I think a lot of customers now will probably shift their shopping behavior. The other thing also would be how we're interacting via events online, how we're providing customers entertainment and how we've become kind of a lifestyle brand as well as a retailer. Having online events with brands, offering the customer this opportunity to get to know a designer or an opportunity to meet ambassadors of the brand, etc. I think the last thing is not so much the technology, but it's just the way that we have worked in the business for the past 12 to 14 months and is how agile we are. So how we constantly as a business are taking in what the customer wants and what the industry is telling us rather than the other way around. So I think that is definitely something that will continue as well. It was really great to have you on the show, Carolina. Thank you for sharing the insights about what's going on in luxury retailing. And we look forward to having you back on the show in the future. But in the meanwhile, we also hope that Harvey Nichols has a great 2021 selling season. Great. Thank you so much, Sophie. It was a pleasure to be here. That's Carolina Paradis from Harvey Nichols speaking to us from London, United Kingdom. Coming right up, some closing thoughts on the growth in consumer spending. The largest economy in the world is still the U.S. In America, consumers are sitting on over $2.3 trillion in cash savings. At the same time, these same consumers have dramatically reduced their debt load by over 11%. So the point here is that the consumer is ready, willing, and able to go on a buying spree. And that's what we started to see in January. The consumer is, in fact, making a comeback. The numbers released this week demonstrate that consumers have reached a tipping point. You can call it revenge spending, or you can just call it living it up. But the consumer is back, not just in the U.S., but also in the second largest economy in the world, in China. And that is a big piece of good news for us all. And here's a tip. If you want to learn more about the key new trends in consumer spending, including hearing more from Carolina, our guest today, You'll want to attend DCA's CardLinks Europe Forum next week. Check it out and register at cardlinx.org forward slash online dash forums forward slash. See you there. For the Digital Commerce Alliance, take care of yourself and take care of each other. God bless you. This is Silvio Tavares signing off.